may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... There's a distinctly end of term feel about this week's podcast and we're here at the view from the new to round off the last but one game, the penultimate game of the season, a 4-0 win over Birmingham where Harry Wilson scored the first ever hat-trick in the championship where all the goals came from outside the area. There's a little fact for you and to discuss it with me as usual, it's Ben Price. Ben Price, what are you drinking? I'm on the Iron Brew Extra again this week. Sugar-free? Yeah, nice and healthy, it, all those, all those it, chemicals and sweeteners. Yeah, exactly. They're really helping you out. Does it taste different to the normal Iron Brew? Because I believe there's a big debate over Iron Brew, normal and extra. It's not quite as good as like the old full of sugar, but I prefer it to the less sugar, newer version of Iron Brew. Nice, nice. Good, good review. And Tom Phillips, what are you drinking this week? Uh, got some hot Vimto again. Um, hot Vimto. Really in the hot Vimto phase at the moment. <laughs> is that um do you prefer hot vimto or hot ribena um i think hot ribena it's just you know i just have vimto in the house and i'm too lazy to go and get ribena it is very wet and windy in london isn't it it's, it's absolutely grim out there ben absolutely same grim. it's the same with cardiff isn't it ben it is yeah grim, i saw yeah. i saw pubs have been closing early because the weather's so bad um but that's fine we shouldn't be going to a pub it's a bank holiday monday we're all back to work tomorrow um and that's life um Let's start with uh, Birmingham, because, I mean, there's not much else to talk about. Um, we beat Birmingham 4-0, Ben Price. Um, it felt like a real end-of-season game, didn't it? It did. It felt like next week the boys are going to bring their toys into play with instead of playing football. McCarthy's going to roll out a little video for them, isn't he? Yeah, on a, a Aladdin on the end of the end of season. Toys, I was going to say Toy Story 2. I was, I All right. Doing that, yeah. Is that what you'd go for? Yeah, it's classic, isn't it? I'm not big on Aladdin, but Toy Story 2 every time. Aladdin is a classic. Tom, what do you think? Like, if you asked the four, you know, the Cardiff City squad, what do you think? Like, the the bet, you know, people's favourite film would be. What is Sean Morrison's favourite film? Oh, that's a good one, actually. I don't know. I, I can imagine someone asking for Kevin Bridges live, just because I remember in the program every time they ask for their favourite favourite yeah. comedian is everyone said Kevin yeah, Bridges. Kevin Bridges. Um, what's Morrison's favourite film? I I, I, I think it's a Monsters Inc. Man. I think he's a Monsters Inc. Man. I was going to say Shawshank Redemption. That, I, you've got a bit deeper than me there. <laughs> I'm staying on the, <laughs> the cartoon team. Ben, have you got any thoughts on Sean Morrison's favourite film? I don't know. I think he'd be something a bit risky. Maybe Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay, oh yeah. interesting. I yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. I reckon someone will have Scarface as their favourite film. Probably someone like Harry Wilson. No. Uh, Marlon Pack. Oh yeah, Marlon Pack will probably have Scarface's favourite. No, but I think I think actually Marlon Pack. Like, we're missing like... the obvious one, aren't we? It's Mendes Lang. Yeah, it's probably Mendes Lang. <laughs> he doesn't play for us anymore. That's the issue. Marlon Pack would be something like Coach Carter because he's forever posting like the coach's voice on his Twitter page or on his Instagram page. He's listening to that podcast. He probably loves Coach Carter. It's his proper inspiration film. Do you, do you reckon anyone's a, like a memoirs of a geisha man? You know, there's, there's someone there who's a little bit more. The girl arty. with the pearl earring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would be that guy? Um, well, who would be that guy? I mean, I, I, no offense to the Cardiff City side, but not many of them strike me as intellectuals. No, we haven't um, got many thinking man's footballers there, have we? Joe Bennett, maybe. I th- I, I don't no. see that. Not no. even slightly. No. Um, let me try and think. I think he, I think Nelson strikes me as the smartest bloke in the squad. That's not a bad shot. I think like Joe Bennett would be like an in between as two man. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Curtis Nelson's also got the very weird Twitter likes, hasn't he? Like, if you get into his Twitter likes, they do get a bit strange in there. Um, yeah. Kiefer Moore could be could be quite an intelligent bloke, do you not think? Do you reckon that's because he came to the, like, the professional side of football a bit later? He had a bit more yeah. of like, a normal life early on. Yeah, did sick form college. Yeah. This, <laughs> Was this exposed is to memoirs of a geisha there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we said we weren't going on a tangent, but here we are. Um, back to the football, um, Tom Phillips. Um, Harry Wilson, uh, like I said, first ever hat-trick, or believe the first ever hat-trick where all three goals came from outside the box. Is it kind of like a case of what if for this season? Like we've been waiting for him to score three kicks all season, then two come along in the same day, and they, were, they, were, they weren't bad, were they? They were unbelievable, to be fair. Like, all three goals were just unbelievable finishes. But, like, mm. one of my mates texted me just saying, I crack a result for Cardiff today. And I just texted back going, I'm just pissed off. Just Because it, it was that what could have been, isn't it? It's what we've been crying out from Harry Wilson mm-hmm. all season. It's like, was he had four goals before before that game? And he gets three yeah. in one go. Guess, like you said, scores a couple of free kicks, which we've been crying out for. And it's just like, oh, it's that spark we wanted to see. And then I suppose it's great from like a Wales fan point of view because, oh, yeah, he's peaking at the right time. But from a Cardiff point of view, it's just infuriating. And I know it's a kind of a nothing game at the end of the season. And it felt even more like that because there was no one in the ground as well. It was just a really odd occasion. But like it was awesome to see him score that hat trick. But yeah, like I said, absolutely infuriating at the same time. Ben, you got obviously got into trouble a few weeks ago for suggesting that Harry Wilson had been disappointing over the season. I believe there was a, a, a pitchfork mob at your door from Twitter um, asking you about your, your opinions. But that puts him on seven goals and 12 assists for the season. It's kind of 19 goal contributions in about 45 games. I mean, would you, would you have taken that at the start of the season as a return on, on the investment for him? Yeah, I think when you put it like that, it's a nice little... Snap! Almost half the games he's contributed. He's not played in every game as well. It's probably mm-hmm. every other game he's con- contributed some sort of like goal goal involvement. But yesterday felt like it was it yesterday. No, we're not Sunday today. We're Monday. Saturday. Saturday felt like that sort of. I know it was sort of a nothing end of season game, and Birmingham claimed they were playing a load of kids and all of that. But it felt like the Harry Wilson I wanted to see for a while. He really grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and just pulled off some bits of magic. Like that first goal, it's not just the fact you've got the attempt to do it, but to do it with the outside of your boot mm. and get it into the top bins is just audacious. It was a in, in, in a very in a split second moment as well, right? Because yeah. he was being closed down, the keeper was rushing back, he, he had to think on the spot. And there's no lift, there's no it's not like a big back lift with his leg. The way he sort of connects it so sweetly and put it in, that is like just the hallmarks of just an absolutely incredible player. Then the free kick, he's bet the first free kick, sorry, he bends it round the wall and back in just to nest at the bottom corner. It's just unreal ability. And that's what sort of got me so excited about that from Wilson, the fact that he could do all of these things. And it's just a shame now it's sort of, I'm, I'm not complaining too much. It's not all his fault. There's been a lot going on in the club. It's not been yeah. supposed to be this year. It's not all with Harry, but yeah, it's just a frustrating what could have been, like you said. So the question is, Tom, who's he going to be doing that for next season? I think it ain't going to be us, is it? No. I think... It's the ideal timing for him, really, isn't it? Like, in terms of this is where people are really starting to look around what's out there. And he's really kind of... Popped himself own. in the shop window, hasn't he? Yeah, to get the cliche out. But it, it, it just... There's going to be Prem teams... Like, if you score a hat-trick like that, it makes headlines as well. People are going to notice it, even if they weren't looking for it. Um, and I think there'll be a lot of fans crying out for him to go to their club now. Because it doesn't matter how disappointed you are for the first 
80% of the season, if you turn it on in the last few games, people are going to start to take notice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think I think he will end up at the Prem Club. He's not going to end up back in the Championship next year. I think someone someone will take a punt on him. I reckon he will end up somewhere potentially like Burnley, because obviously linked with him last year. Norwich. Um, Norwich could take a punt on him. Maybe even someone like Brighton. Um, they need a bit of a creative spark, don't they? Because they, their XG, as we come back to it, is like through the roof, but they're not scoring goals. Well, they um, probably don't need him then, do they? They need someone to score goals and he hasn't done No, but I think, I, think, I think if you have someone like him, then it, it ups your ability from set pieces, doesn't it? Like, you yeah, know, they I think the difference is if you're someone like Brighton, you might not have... I know they've got, what's it, proper and gross, but I don't think gross has had a particularly good season. If you've got somebody who could just deliver the ball from set pieces, deliver those free kicks from the edge of the box, you, you've got more chance of scoring. Uh, ben, you raised an important question in, in the group chat. Um, you talked about Whittingham's hat-trick versus Wolves, um, and, and which was better. Which, in your opinion, Ben, because you're the one who raised the question, which hat-trick are you plumping for as the better hat-trick? Uh, I'm going to go for Wilson's, I think, just for the first goal. And the fact that one of Wits was a penalty as well sort of doesn't count against it, but two amazing free kicks and just the audacious first goal for me, Wilson's is, yeah, the best kind of city hat trick I can remember in a long time. Tom? Emotionally, it's the Witten one just because I was there, it meant more. You yeah. know, there's other fans there. But like, if, you, if you're doing it, like the Witten's one was what you expect from him. It's a clinical hat trick from him. It's exactly <laughs> what you expect from him. Where Wilson's was just that little bit special. Like you said, three goals outside the box. And like, just like the free kick, how he bends it around that wall and nestles into the bottom corner. I, I don't know how he's done it. Because as a keeper, you're, you're just not expecting that. You, if he does that in the Premier League, that free kick's been gift all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, like, and like you said, that one when he's caught the keeper off his line, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like the way he goes about it. Like no one else thinks of doing that. But he, even the last goal, he could only put it in one place to get it bent out and back into that far corner. Yeah. And he gets it so close to the defender that the defender thinks he can get there, but far enough away that it just skims past him. It was precision on all three were quite immense. And I think I think that's what that's what he's good at. Is his striking of the ball is unbelievable. But he, he seemed to have lacked an open play a little bit for us this year. And I think that's what we missed out on. And it was until that moment he wasn't really doing much on set pieces for us either. But like you it shows that he can turn on that quality. When he, when he wants to. And yeah, it, it'll be enough for someone to take a punt on him. But yeah, out of the, out of the hat tricks, I think from a technical ability, it's got to be Wilson's. All right, that's the official vote. That's it. That's going into the um, the official history books of Cardiff City. Um, and then apart from that, Ben, nothing else happened in the game. That was pretty quiet. Mark Harris scored a beauty of a goal, took his really he did, well. did actually. Yeah, I forgot yeah. he scored. Looked, looked really impressive, actually. He did for someone sort of who's been out of the squad for a bit. Not, he's not played much of the under-21s, under-23s either. He's, um, no, a lot of bench appearances, isn't it, for the first yeah, team? Came on and looked really, really sharp. And it was nice to see us. Kiefer going off, getting a nice rest, well-deserved. Maybe he had a, cu- a cup of hot vinto as well. Who knows? Hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see him do all that and just see Mark Harris come on and sort of... We changed the way we played, but it worked. Admittedly, Birmingham were poor. They offered nothing. They were very, very poor. But... Yeah, it took it brilliantly. Out of the hit. Struck it, it also, really well. It was also really nice to see Josh Murphy with the assist, right? Yeah. He kind of um, he played a lovely ball through, lovely weight to it, was quick on the break, and that shows that, you know, maybe maybe next season, I know look, we say this every year, but maybe there's a void to fill with Harry Wilson going, Tom. Maybe it's time for Murphy to step in and, you know, disappoint us all once again. I feel like we talk about this every card. <laughs> it's absolutely mental. <laughs> Back to Matt Harris's goal as well. He he started it with that little nod to Murphy as well, didn't he? And he had the presence of mind just to turn 
carry on the run and get into space. And he is a hell of a strike. Like the way he connects with that ball. Hit the it ball. well. Yeah, he's he really... onto it as well, which makes it just, it's not an easy skill to hit it that hard, that true, and sort of keep it low. Did really yeah. well. But with Murphy, you know, with Mick and TC with an arm around him for another summer now, well, you know, perhaps we will get the best out of him or perhaps we'll sell him. <laughs> he might not be there. <laughs> like, I really might go don't back know. to Norwich. Nah, he's not going to go up a division, surely no. to Christ. But like, I mean, like the, the the only reason I say that is because they know him, the club nurtured him, the, the director of football still there. They might think if we can bring him back at a, a lower rate than we, we sent him out, then they've not really lost out on anything, have they? Yeah. He wouldn't fit their style anymore. The way they're playing, I just don't think sort of the way Murphy's playing as well, I think they're looking elsewhere. Generally, generally like we were saying about Wilson before, it would not surprise me all to see Wilson go to Norwich or the one thing I thought Wilson would do out of Southampton. I don't know why, it's just popped into my head. But yeah, um, I can't see Murphy going up, upwards. I he, Would he be lucky to stay in the Championship the way he's played at the times? I, he'll stay in the Championship just because of that. The, well, because of the price tag before and the quality yeah. he does have every now and again. Like someone will punt, take a punt on him. But who Murphy now? Yeah, Murphy. Yeah, or he, or he end up somewhere like Celtic, right? Like they were linked with him previously. Um, you can, you know, Scott Sinclair went from the Championship to, to Celtic and absolutely bossed it. If they're looking, you know, if they bring in the right manager who's going after young, hungryish talent, then Murphy could fit that bill for Celtic. Um, is he, kind of is imagine... he a hungry talent? Don't know. There's nothing is hungry. Anyone? Well, he probably gets hungry in the morning after a sleep. Yeah, possibly. I wonder what he has for breakfast, Ben. What do you reckon he has for breakfast? I don't know. He seems like a muesli kind of guy, doesn't he? Nah, Cocoa Pops. I was going to say, I thought Cocoa Pops or like uh, a cornflakes or something like that. I think, it's, I think it'd be a childish cereal. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp is a good cereal. It's a really Golden good nuggets. cereal. Golden Nuggets is a good cereal as well. Oh, do you reckon he's got like an American connect and he gets like Corn Pops and a Lucky Charms? Oh, you might get a Lucky, yeah, Lucky Charms. This well, is he's, doing, isn't he? he's doing all right for himself and he got it, to be honest, to get the Lucky Charms, five quid a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah five quid a box. Um, this is a real end of season pod, isn't it? Next real week, end of season, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week, we actually won't do a pod next week. We'll just pop on a Cardiff City compilation on YouTube. <laughs> let people watch that. Get the best um, of on. Yeah, best of. But and there's one. It's like Cardiff City goals, and it's like I don't know when it starts and finishes, but it's like 92 to like the end of 2010 almost. And the footage quality is so bad at times. It's like am I watching this being filmed on a potato? It's genuine uh, stuff from the last year at Ninian Park that the club have got footage of that is worse than sort of some of the stuff we saw in the early 90s. The footage and the quality is absolutely horrific at times. Like, what were they filming it on, do you reckon? Were they filming it on, like, a digital camera? That's what I think it is. It's like... Motorola the... Razor. Yeah. Well, yeah. It looks like it at times. I've, um, I, played, I played Sunday League. Um... Oh, shock. Oh, no, what I was going to say was that... They had someone filming their games, and I'm really cute. I haven't seen the footage yet, but the team we played had someone along with them filming the games, and I can't wait because, like, I always think we, we filmed the cup final once when I played in the league, and I was like, oh, that game was really good. Like, we won 3 0, all attacking football. You watch it back, and it's like slow. No one gets any touches on the ball. Like, no one's got any control of the ball. It's fucking awful. Well, you're saying that I play, obviously, Rochester, who I play for, we've just picked up the VO cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go up and they track the whole pitch. It's wicked. I'm sort of doing the stuff for them. And we've done it for the first two. We've just come back training now. We did two training sessions. We had an 11 side game on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. And the footage is honestly, it's like playing football. It looks like we're all playing football in treacle. 
Yeah, that's on, on exactly the pitch it. when you're playing, it feels fast. It doesn't look it like you feel like you're getting a bit of time on the ball. But Christ, you see it from like a camera and you sort of watch it back, and it's like horrific. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not looking not looking forward to seeing the footage from our game at the weekend. Go on, Tom. The replica shirt money's coming in for Rochester now, is it? Is yeah. all, his camera, all his posh cameras coming in. Hey, over a thousand shirts sold of the home That's kit. That's pretty mental. For, yeah, it's fucking impressive. That's the home kit done. There's what's a few the... hundred of the training gear stuff. And spoiler alert for next year, there is a naughty away kit coming. I can have a look at how much the VO cameras actually cost. So you can, um, so you can just really. They're about 1,500 quid. Yeah. And then you have to pay. You have to pay like a license fee per month as well. Yeah, it's like a subscription base, and then they do eighteen hundred so quid. So you can do that, and then there's like a panoramic sort of view of the pitch. You can see the full pitch. You can track it. Or you can have like broadcast view where it follows the ball. Oh, so oh that's the, that's the one that keeps picking a bald man's head. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we had a game going over two pitches. We had two games going over, and the broadcast inside of it did not like it. it was going mental. So the ball's going there. It's enough to give you a headache. It was motion sickness. It was horrendous. Wow. Um, where can we watch the footage when it goes live? Um, they'll be up on the Roger Stone YouTube channel uh, from next season when the season starts. Uh, Roger Stone AFC on YouTube. So that, train, that training footage isn't going on YouTube. There's a tweet that I might put something on Twitter later. Um, one of the boys got a Cruyff turn met got got Cruyff turned and megged in one move oh. that led to a goal so we might stick that up there because he's been in as you can imagine that has been the talk of the WhatsApp group for the last day and a half so that that may go viral Ben Price if you get it to the right you know I've heard of things going viral on Twitter but we can't wait for Sporf to steal it yeah Sporf or stray offside um speaking of Twitter um it was a quiet weekend on the social medias this weekend um the boycott ends tonight at midnight uh basically you know everyone um clubbing together and, and shutting down their Twitter pages, their Facebook pages, and, and not putting anything on social media in protest that the ongoing kind of horrific racial abuse that's going on. Um, I just guess, Ben, what kind of impact do you think it's had? I mean, it's, it's it was quite a weird weekend because with all the football going on, if I wanted to find something out, I still naturally went to Twitter. If something like my friend texted me about Salford and I was like, oh, I'll go check on Twitter and there was nothing there. It, it felt eerie, didn't it, that everything was shut off? And do you think people take notice of it? I hope so. But for me, I sort of use an excuse. I've, I took all the social media apps off my phone um, and I sort of use an excuse to give myself a cleanse as well. And yeah, I've not missed it. I've not missed social media at all. I've not missed the negativity. I sort of popped on whenever my laptop opened, sort of viewed it that way in the odd bit. But yeah, it's sort of it's made me it's made me realise there's more to life than sort of Twitter and sort of yeah, I think people have noticed how quiet it's been. There was a lot of comments saying it's weird without without just clubs tweeting. Mm. But I think it's gonna take more than that for social media companies to take notice, sadly, because while they might notice their traffic's down a bit, I don't think it's gonna cost them too much money long term. More needs to be done, more people need to join in in with it. It needed stuff like BBC to join in with it. I know that it's sort of kind of a political thing, but they couldn't. But there was a lot of people that could have caused an influence alongside Premier League clubs that didn't. There's a lot of influencers that sort of just did nothing that could have really helped the cause. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, like you say, the BBC with the political side of things. I, I was surprised that Wales Online went completely dark because um, I think, you know, I thought that with the games and stuff going on, they might have needed to you know, at least inform people what was going on. Uh, Tom, what, what what do you think it is going to take for, for social media companies to listen? I think 
from my perspective, you know, I've, I've worked in, in with organizations that work on verification for, for um, you know, internet pages that are of a certain ilk. And do you think the verification method is what social media needs? Because at the moment, so, you know, you can, you can stamp out one account that's being racist, but another one pops up within seconds, doesn't it? Yeah, I think these people who want to go out of their way to abuse people will find a way of doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're that hell-bent on abusing people, they'll just create another account. Um, but yeah, something really needs to be done. I think this was a start, um, but it is a tiny, tiny drop in the ocean, isn't it? Because it, it was kind of sport-based, well, football-based yeah. only, really, wasn't it? And just within the UK as well. So, you know, it's not going to take a... Ma- it's not going to... I don't know. It's not going to get across the social media channels. They're, they're not taking a massive hit on anything there. But, you know, it's a start. And it's good to see people actually doing something, taking up sitting notice and getting involved in it. Um you know, it was Swansea who led the way with the first kind of run of it a few weeks ago, more a month or so ago. And yeah, it's, it's good to see clubs getting involved. But yeah, more needs to be done. But verification has got to be, there's got to be some way of controlling it. Um, and it's got to be coming from right from Twitter themselves or Facebook themselves. But they're not going to do that. It's traffic is traffic, isn't it? And they don't care how they get at the times. They're just juggernauts and they just they just want people churning out whatever it is. They don't care about what, what the message is or who it's going to. Yeah. So Ben, you, you said you know it was nice to have the cleanse. Do you think you're gonna keep the social media apps off your phone? I'm thinking about it. Um, I've not really missed it. I doubt too many people missed my pointless shit as well. So um, I'm saying I didn't. I didn't. But um, I didn't really go on social media this weekend. What, yeah, what will you do about what will you do about WhatsApp though? I've kept WhatsApp. It's just that's I don't wow. see. It's weird. I don't see WhatsApp as sort of owned by Facebook though, isn't it? I know there is that sort of thing, but every all sort of all the group chats and stuff. I don't see that as like the social media thing. It's I know I know it is pretty hypocritical, Ben. It is, and sort of I've kept YouTube as well because I watch boring videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah YouTube though. So. Twitter and Facebook are the key. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are the key offenders, aren't they? They're sort of the key areas that need to be addressed. And sort of yeah, I've not really missed it. Like you check, you can check it and stuff, but. What have I missed? Someone, a couple of pictures of some dogs and then people complained about City. I've got a yeah. dog and I can watch Cardiff at home. It was actually quite nice not, you know, because like I think when you watch a game, um, I know this isn't the point of things, but when you watch a game, you're so glued to Twitter at the same time and the, the, the toxic nature of the, the platform comes into view so quickly. And it was quite nice being able to watch a game and pay attention to a game without flicking over to Twitter and seeing all the all the bad shit that goes on in there. So um, I think it's... Maybe, True 90 minutes of football I've watched in a long time where I'd not looked at my phone. Phone was down yeah. at the side of me, not didn't play a game, didn't do anything. I literally just watched the 90 minutes of football and quite enjoyed it. Like, let's not take away. City's performance was decent. It was a comfortable performance and sort of a nice one to watch. I imagine if we were the, on the opposite side of a 4 0 stuff, and I might have been tempted to flick onto Twitter. But mm-hmm. for the most part, no, I don't think. And I think that might be where sort of social media companies take notice if, if footballers don't come back to it at all. That might be more of a case of where they start going, oh, fuck, there's an issue. But for a weekend, I think they can take the hit. It needs to be a long-term thing if, if yeah. sport's really going to make a stand. I think Ben hits on a point there as well. That's the first 90 minutes you watch without going on your phone. People will be back in ground soon as well. So some of that mm. frustration that people are channeling towards social media channels, well, they won't be doing it. They'll be in the ground as well. And I know it's not. It's only us legacy fans who go to games now. But... Yeah. Yeah. That is a proportion of it. That some of that abuse will be taken away of Twitter, and hopefully that will make a difference as well. Yeah, 
I think you're right. And I think, I think, yeah, Ben, you, you mentioned the point there, like if it goes back to normal, I think a lot of clubs are going to reevaluate what they use social media for now, right? I think the, if, if they flick the switch back on tonight and it goes back to normal, then what good has it done in the long run? Probably not as much as they would have hoped. But I think if you're a football club now and you're, you know, if you're, if you're a club like Man United, why would you want to tweet at the moment with everything that's going on there, with players getting abused week in, week out, with everything that's happened at the weekend? If you're if you're the admin there, you're going to go, well, I don't want to tweet this week because it's just going to be a gateway to hell, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe that maybe they'll completely reevaluate re things. And if traffic goes down from social because football isn't using it, then it's done the job in the long run. Well, Chris, do you think about like, we're guilty. I, well, I won't say we. I'm guilty as anyone for criticising the club and some of their social media efforts earlier in the season. So I think someone new's come in or they've sort of changed their strategy and sort of got a bit more engaged, a bit more entertaining with it. But um, yeah, you see some of the stuff at times, like people cannot wait to jump down the club's throat. And sort of you forget that at the end of that account, we've all run work accounts. There's nothing worse than when you get some sort of criticism or something bad comes through that work account. And to know it's like you've got a thousand football fans just calling saying, you a nonce, calling you a nonce and sack the admin. Yeah. Even that is sort of needs to be addressed. And we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Like we've all tweeted in frustration, sort of being a bit horrible to people on there. It's not just that. I think all abuse, whether it's racial or sort of discrimination or just anything, should sort of cut back. And look, I'm as guilty as anyone. I'm not being a hypocrite and saying, oh, I've never done it. I tweeted a lot of stupid shit over my time. A lot of it I regret. Sort of you look back and you get like that on this day thing on Facebook. I die inside of some of the stuff. When I was about 18, 19, some of the stuff I put in on near enough a daily basis will get yeah. me sacked from most jobs these days. It's just mental. So if, any, if anyone out there do, does have an agenda against Ben Price, uh, it's at the Ben Price. Look back over his history. Um, I'm sure you'll find something there that you could send to us. I know I cleared my Twitter <laughs> a long time ago. I was riding with the control F then. 20, <laughs> the 20, between 2018 and 20, uh, yeah, between 20, uh, 2008 and 2010 all gone all gone banished to the dark web maybe on the way back machine i'll have a look anyway uh <laughs> moving on to the final game of the season tom um does it feel strange to say it's the final game of the season in a season where we've not been able to go to any games it kind of as, as much as there has been 45 games of football it, it kind of feels like it's all just completely passed us by yeah it's just such a weird season it's kind of Kind of glad though it's in the championship in a, in a weird way. We'd have missed out. It feels like we haven't missed out on anything now. Yeah. So it's you know it's it's just business as usual. We're going to next season with our usual playoff hopes or like nearing in on automatic promotion. We go again. So yeah, it, yeah. It, of all the years to kind of end the season in a bit of a damp squib, this is the season to do it, isn't it? So um, yeah, but it, it's been a real, real strange one, and I'm just absolutely buzzing for next season now because obviously it looks like we'll have some crowds back and I just can't wait to get going again but as for interest in this last game if it wasn't for this podcast I don't think I'd give it a second thought um, Ben who are you looking for for the first game you know all being well first game of the season next season back at the CCS who, who do you want on like I don't know August the 5th or whatever it's going to be uh, who do you want through the doors on that first day well, I don't know. Fulham. It'd be all right. August the 7th, sorry. August the 7th, that's the side. You want Fulham back? Bobby always, Reed. Always tends to be sort of... It, Fulham always tends to be an August game, doesn't it? Sort of one of those clubs you play early on. Um, yeah, then away, first game of the season would be a cracking little trip, wouldn't it? Oh, and that would be lovely. A little trip to Craven Cottage. Um, that'd be nice. Tom, who are you thinking? Uh, Blackpool's come up in the playoffs and Blackpool away. 
I was going to go Peterborough away. Yeah, nice easy oh, one for a London-based Bluebirds. Old school football ground. We'll have signed Johnson, Clark, Harris from them. Yeah, but um, it's just missed that game. Has never been a good trip for City, is it? That's honestly of all honestly, the of all the things for next season. I'm not looking forward to. It's dealing with Peterborough again. Honestly, if I went there on the first game of the season next year and we were four 0 up at halftime and ended up drawing four all, and that was my first game back watching Cardiff City, I'd be fucking bouncing. But that yeah. happen, it's going to be a two 0 loss, isn't it? Yeah, like we- the Dwight Gale days, mate. Like this just just come flooding back to me. <laughs> God, those Peterborough games. Let's go Blackpool. Can you imagine how carried away Cardiff fans would get a black in Blackpool away. with Gary Medine. <laughs> You'd be like people booking ten days, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks away in Blackpool. Um, Gary right, Medine I, I, on the fucking Blackpool pier, just ask, offering people out, offering people out for a fight. Yeah, he's like, what's he like? Um, pay me a five and see if you can knock me out, kind of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Tim- Medine took 312 punches from Cardiff City fans before he... It's him and William out. Regal all just offering each other out. God, that'd be so good. Um, all right, we're, we're missing the most important question here, by the way. Um, obviously, Rotherham, they're still in with a shout of staying up. They've got a game in hand against Luton this week. They go into the, potentially the final game either way with the chance of staying up because them and Derby's uh, goal difference is quite similar. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are playing Derby on the final day of the season. Um, basically, winner takes it all in terms of staying up. Um, Tom, be professional or throw the game to see if we can get Derby down. What would you do? I wouldn't throw the game, but well, I'm not saying I'm not saying you know. I'm just saying. What fa- would okay, you want if, to do? I wouldn't be disappointed if we lost that game. Yeah, as yeah, as I usually would, and there's just something about Derby, isn't there? Like just the amount of occasions where they've just annoyed me and annoyed the rest of the Cardiff fans. It would be quite funny to see them drop. By quite funny, absolutely fucking hilarious. Ben, do you agree? Yeah. That I, I make no bones about it. I don't like Derby. I think the city's a shithole. My ex-girlfriend's family, pretty much all of them supported them so they can get fucked. Um, yeah, I really, really, really don't like Derby County. Um, and would happily, especially when they've got sort of Rooney as the manager, Rooney getting relegated in his first job in football would be incre- something incredible. Um, I'm not that big on Tom Lawrence either, let's be real. I know he's Welsh, no. but there's something about him I don't like, so him going down sort of might wise him up I a mean, bit. I well. mean, the, the, the te- the, it's a fascinating... I know all the other all the other um, placements have basically been sorted, promotion, championship, playoffs, but the bottom of the table is fascinating. 24th place, Wickham, 45 games, 40 points. Sheffield Wednesday, 23rd place, 45 games, 40 points. Rotherham, 22nd place, 44 games, 40 points. Derby in 21st, 45 games, 43. Sheffield Wednesday play Derby on the last day of the season. Basically, winner takes it all. There's a one goal in their goal difference. If Sheffield Wednesday win that 2-0, they stay up at the expense of Derby. I didn't realise it was it'd be, it'd be just, Wednesday. As long as Wednesday win, Wednesday would... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the goal difference is it head to head. No, because they're playing each other, aren't they? Yeah, they are playing. That's what I mean. So if Sheffield yeah. Wednesday win two nil, no, their no, goal difference... no, no. If they, if they win one nil, they'll take a goal off. They take a goal off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick maths, Ben. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not quick maths. But let's, like, let's be real. There's an eleven goal swing for Wickham to stay up. The way the last days of the championship are gone, you can't even completely rule it out, can you? <laughs> and Wickham are playing Middlesbrough. Um, who have been <laughs> if you're listening, Neil. scoring last day of the season, Neil? If you're listening, pal, keep Gareth Ainsworth up. Um, but like Rotherham, Rotherham have had you know talking seriously about Rotherham, they've had p- 
piss poor luck recently. They, I think they, there was a goal against Barnsley where the Barnsley player elbowed the the Rotherham player in the head. The Rotherham keeper had to go off injured, and the referee still gave the goal. They've had really bad luck. So like, you've got they've got to hope that their luck's going to come in this week. And I wouldn't, you know, Cardiff as a as a team often the team where people's luck comes in against. So I wouldn't be surprised that on the last day of the season, if we're we're the team that loses in, and, and keeps Derby down into into League One. They've so just got their form's horrific though, isn't it? They've got one win it, they've not won in five at least. Um, one draw out of the last five games, lost the other four. Um, you're looking at if if any team's gonna stay up out of those four, it's gonna be Wednesday, which would be bad news for Cardiff and for Middlesbrough, because that's their summer transfer plans out the window then. Well, I think that I think that the, the, the problems with Sheffield Wednesday go a lot deeper than just getting relegated. Apparently their players weren't paid again this month or something like that. Um, so they'd be looking to offload players. And I think Windass's contract is, might be up next year. Um, they're not going to keep Rhodes. So if we can get Rhodes and Windass from them at, uh, for a couple <laughs> of million quid, that represents probably quite good business in the grand scheme of things. Um, ben, what team are you playing for Rotherham? Um, you know, we've seen the likes of Colwell. The bench was very youthful with people like Davis and Patton on the bench. Um, on Saturday, would you give them a game last game of the season? I'm going back to it, Vincent Tan's kids. All 11 of Vincent Tan's kids, give them, get them signed up, get them on the pitch. And and Tom? Uh, die Hunt up top. Um, <laughs> no, I just think... Philip, Philip Schofield, right wing. You, you just kind of know that... Um, We're bringing Benkovic back for one game, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, Mick, Mick is just going to play the same team again. He only made three subs in the last game. No, it blew like, my what mind. The fuck are you doing it? 1-0 up. There's kids on the bench that you could have put on and he just wouldn't do it. It was like for fuck's sake. Yeah, so I don't know what it's stubborn fucker, isn't he? Yeah. Can Mick himself a game? Can he sign sign on before the end of the season? Oh, him and TC up top would be class. The elbows would just be flying, wouldn't they? Oh, I would love it. But no, I think no knowing Mick, he'll just put the same eleven up. Yeah, he'll put Smithies back in what do you think like Marlon? The one thing we didn't cover is sort of Marlon Pack at centre back. Um, a lot of people have been calling for it this season and playing in there. To be honest, have they? It was, it was, yeah. A few people said, "Why not?" When we had injury problems, they were like, "Why not play?" Like it was like when we said, um, "Who was it?" Uh, Gavin White put Gavin White a right back. Why he's not a right back? Don't put Marlon Pack at centre half. He's not a centre half. But the game was so it passed me by so much I didn't notice it. Genuinely didn't even bat an eyelid that he's playing centre half, which either says a lot for his performance or um, it just it was just one of those games when nothing really happened. He fit in quite nicely. I thought he did quite well. Sort of that when you want the per- person to carry the ball, he was like the perfect option yeah. for that. If you're playing something like you know what Sheffield United do or they did last season with like centre forwards who were bringing the ball, a centre back sorry who were bringing the ball out, him and Sean Morrison are quite good at doing that. So you can play one of them and it kind of works. But I wouldn't expect him. You know, if, if you're if you're trying to defend, you know, head balls back from the keeper, I wouldn't really fancy him to do it because um, you've got Flint and Nelson there as well. So maybe, maybe it works quite well in that sense that if you you know we play that three and he can be the ball playing centre half. I don't know. But the game passed me by so much I didn't even notice he was playing centre half. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's like because end of season or just says a lot about our analytical skills. <laughs> be um, it's a little of column A, but a lot of column B. It's a lot of column B. Um, uh, all right, then let's let's hear your predictions for the final game of the season, Ben Price. Vincent Tan's kids are playing. Who's scoring? <laughs> um, not any Vincent Tan's kids. Um, I'll go. Oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be the horrible bastards at centre off from down, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're because we're playing quite well. Like we're two two wins on the banks. We're starting to pick up again. We're going to go into the season next season with a lot of false hope. 
unbeaten in five. We'll go six unbeaten. I think we'll win 2-0. Tom? 3-0. Three 3-0. Three I'm going to go, we're going to win 1-0. Johnny Williams with a penalty. Um, just like, I can see us getting like an 89th minute penalty and then sending Rotherham down because of it. But I, I honestly, I, I'm so fascinated by this final week of the season. I think Sheffield Wednesday derby is going to be a madness. It's going to be an absolute madness. It's really weird, though, because with 20 minutes left to go on Saturday, it looked like everything was done and dusted. Sort yeah. of like they, the yeah, whole yeah. season was finished. It was I was going to put into the group as there being a season where there is literally... Like, I think probably the most exciting bit will be whether we can finish 7th or 8th is probably the yeah. most... Come on, plucky 8th. <laughs> so it's sort of, that sort of was worrying. But now suddenly it lines up, you're going, oh, no, this actually could be a belter. Yeah, and and, yeah. It, and it couldn't be to two more hateful clubs in Derby and Sheffield Wednesday, really, as well. I, I'm gonna, I, I, yeah, I thought I wouldn't have any interest in the championship, but it's actually nice to have some that something's being played for. But and, and I'm glad we're not involved in that bit of it. But like, yeah, okay. like you, go on, go on, carry on. I was say, do the games is is the season finishing on Saturday or Sunday this year? I just can't see any of the games on Sky. Is it like half twelve on Saturday? No, all right. So you can carry on with your point now. I was just doing some admin. <laughs> I've forgotten it now. Anyway, no, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. no I'm you're, you're slagging out. You're slagging out Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, just I, I've no time for them either. You know, I, I go into what Cardiff away there and it's just losing three nil and stuff. I've just got no good yeah. Sheffield Wednesday either, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. If, if either of those two teams go down, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shed a tear. Let's put it that way. I mean, Derby fell apart against Swansea. I mean, their their former youth player Whitaker t- scored his first goal for Swansea against the club who sold him to Swansea. Uh, and looked very happy about oh, it. Mate. He was bouncing, wasn't he? Yeah, that that says a lot about the club, doesn't it? Yeah, which I enjoyed. Like that, that's the most I've enjoyed a Swansea player scoring this season. Is just yeah. the sheer delight on his face when he did that and he stuck it to those, to stuck it to his old club. There was none Beautiful. of that. Oh, I, no, there was no hands up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there was. He was basically going ah. <laughs> yeah. <I do. laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. The performative apologies. Look, I, I'm really sorry. Hands up, kind of shit. Just fucking go wild. Get your cock out. I don't care. Um, <laughs> right. Move, moving on to the the final point of this shorter than usual podcast. But I think we still managed to string it out for about forty minutes. Um, it's the view from Ninian Hall of Fame, and probably the last one of the season, because I suppose. Next week will be our end of season awards, um, potentially. Um, we'll have to figure that out in private. But um, yeah, we? should we do the admin meeting here, or yeah, <laughs> that's how we it up to the hour. Yeah, any other business, lads? Any other business? Have uh, you from any Hall of Fame, Ben Price? Do you have the results? I do. They're in front of me right here, right now. Oh, go on then. Um, I got a lot of false hope early on from this poll for the first little bit till I checked on it, sort of uh, when it ended. Aaron Keith Wildig was in the lead for a long time. And then one of you boys must have retweeted it or something because it went from Aaron Keith Wildig winning it to Aaron Keith Wildig in third place with 20.2% of the vote. In second place with 30. Let me just say though, that is that is a high third place vote percentage. It was close. It's one of the closest ones we've had for a while. Yeah, very close. In I think, uh, sorry, I think it's a bit like Wildig's career, isn't it? Promises. Started, started well. Kind of, yeah, yeah, started well and kind of peaked it out towards the end. Sorry, Aaron, if you're listening. Uh, second place was lovely Glenn Leuvens with 37% of the vote. Pretty happy with and that. And in first place, because we're relevant, we keep things healthy, it's Fred Kino's cigarette with 42% of the vote. Don't smoke, kids. Um, but if you do smoke, smoke when you're holding the FA Cup. 
Yeah, um, if, you, if, if there's ever a time to do it, that is the yeah. time. Tom, I think you're just like, you've obviously won it this season. Um, you've won the Vivendini Hall of Fame on a weekly. Uh, we'll get you a prize, uh, maybe a cigarette. <laughs> um, and now we've got the final vote of the season, I guess. Um, who are you nominating this week, Tom? You're first because you won. Um, so I've gone for uh, a tasty little number from the mid-noughties, the, the Cardiff City gold goalkeeper jersey. Um, I've seen it pop up on eBay a few times. I wanted to buy it myself, but I've kind of stopped myself because I don't think I look good in a gold goalkeeper kit down playing six aside. Um, but it, it kind of reminds me of when I like really started first watching Cardiff as well. And again, Tony Warner's autograph five times in a season as he walked around Ninian Park. We're coming over to the Spa family stands because he wasn't playing again. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and it, it just, we had some really, really nice kits at that time around the Red Row Holmes era. And that gold one really stood out. It was a lovely little beauty of a kit. So I, and I kind of couldn't think of anything else, I must be honest. So, yeah, I'm going for the Cardiff Gold goalkeeper kit. Yeah, real end-of-season vibes here. <laughs> from Ninian. Um, ben, you can go next because um, you came last last time. <laughs> so, yeah, mine is taking back to the last home game of the 2012 season. Um, I think we had just secured the playoffs. I can't remember. But all I remember was being sat. Um, I gave up my season ticket. I moved to Australia that year, came back. And um, didn't have a season ticket, so I bought. But oh, last day it'll be a bit of fun. I'll sit in the, uh, I'll sit in the Canton. So last minute, sort of against Leeds, right at the front behind the goal, all the fans chanting uh, at full time were on the pitch, clearly taking the piss. Some child can't have been more than twelve, a couple of seats across from me, thought, oh no, they're being genuine here, and whistles about to go. Referee sort of pulling everyone in. Um, fans are chanting at full time we're on the pitch some kid goes to jump over the barrier and as he does it he gets hit with what I can only describe as a clothesline from hell that Bradshaw would have been proud of during the Attitude Era this kid got flipped back over the hoardings back pretty much into his seat by a copper and it was probably my favourite bit of that game a child being assaulted very niche memory um, it is, fuck it makes me laugh every time it'll run like, I'll look over like sat in my seat, season ticket seat sat there and I'll look over every now and again on sort of a boring game look over towards that goal and just start giggling to myself at just that because that kid did not see it coming as he lifted up this copper who I don't think the kid saw just nailed him it was incredible the reactions from the copper are impressive like he should generally join AC12 we've had some strange choices but Police brutality. Yeah, uh, a child. (laughs) Interesting. Anyway, you said it now. You said it now, so you can't. What I like is the. I don't know if it's the kid's dad or who is guarding whoever was with him. Saw it happen and just laughed. (laughs) Kind of makes it okay, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I like. It's just like. Um, well, I'll round off the votes with um, probably the, I mean, it's a big vote. Um, it's a big vote winner for the final final vote of the season. I've gone for promotion day. 2018. That's such an arsehole. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. Such a wanker move. But you know, this can't affect the vote. I'm like, I think I'm dead last in the votes. It's the last one. It's not going to affect the standings in any material way. And I think it deserves a place in the view from the Indian Hall of Fame because how class was that day in 2018? It's sunny. It was the most sunny day ever. It was like bank holiday weekend. It was glorious sunshine. You know, we we drew nil nil. That's all we had to do to get up. Got on the pitch afterwards. Went out on the piss. Like, it was just, like, the best day ever. Like, that's what football is about, isn't it? It's about these days where, like, everything comes together in the best way possible. Fulham lost 
Fulham lost. They were 24 games unbeaten and they lost on the last game of the season to ensure that we got promoted in style. Um, it was just exactly what football should be about. So that's why I want to put it in there. Yeah, it's what football's about. It's not what the view for the Indian Hall of Famers about, though, is it? He's yeah. played dirty, isn't he? I, I, hope you, if, if I you can't lose, do anything. If you lose, if you manage to get promotion day 2018 not in the Hall of Fame because of say, police brutality... Well, that says a lot about what people think of you. <laughs> says what I want to think of me, and I will therefore cancel the podcast from that moment on. <laughs> if I lose this vote, there'll be no podcast next season. Because let's be honest, I'm carrying this thing. I've got mixed memories of that because <laughs> I of that promotion that promotion day. Because oh, don't no Ben, no you don't get to talk it down on the podcast. No, I just it was the I, best. I, oh, I'm muting you. The dates and sort of I agreed to cover my mate shift. He he was away, so I had to go. From the pitch, having a pint on the pitch, realised, oh, fuck, I've got to drive all the way to Bracken to work in my mate's bar and cover a shift for him there. How do you, you have a pint on the pitch? Were you not there? For like, out, for like, when everyone was on the pitch after they did like all the stuff, people were just chilling Walking on the pitch. On. Yeah. yeah. People were chilling go... on the pitch, but I didn't see it. I don't know how you got a pint on the pitch. unless You, you could go to the concourse, buy a pint, buy a pint uh, and I just was letting you back on the pitch. It was amazing. I was, I was on the pitch for about, I think it's about 45 minutes an hour, and then I went back to the pub. Oh, no, yeah, we, were, we were there for a while. We sort of like genuinely could have quite comfortably, like the sun was out, flat beer in your hand and a plastic See? glass. Beautiful day. It deserves a space. I could, in the view from no, no, that's what I'm fame. saying. I could quite, if I wasn't working, I could have quite easily got shit faced on the pitch and that would have been a hell of a memory. Yeah, I, I got shit faced in Ferndale. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, got, I, went, I, ended, I was still in town about 10 o'clock at night. Like I a went, long, a long day of drinking because we've been in town since 9 a.m. Yeah, I, it was the first time I'd been in the newsstand, um, like the, the top tier bit, and I didn't realise you could see the trees, which was actually quite nice. Yeah. Like you said, sunny nice. day. Then one of the most mental train journeys I've ever had, going back to the valleys after the game, and then out on the piss in Ferndale. So I had quite a nice time, actually. So I, I might vote for you. There we go. No, see? Don't vote for him. I've come round. <laughs> ben, I'll mute you again. Um, <clears throat> anyway, View from Ninian Hall of Fame goes out on Twitter, our Twitter page, twitter.com slash VFT Ninian. Uh, ben, when's the vote going out? You're in charge. Wednesday. It won't Wednesday. be Wednesday. Yeah. Look for the hashtag VFTNHOF. Well, it can't be Wednesday, can it? It'll be Thursday because this is not going out till Tuesday. It isn't going out till Tuesday. VFTNHOF on Twitter is the hashtag. Um, if you like what we do, go to kofi.com slash VFTNinian. You can give us some money there. And that's it for the last regular season um, podcast, The View from Ninian. Um, next week, I guess, it will be our end of season extravaganza where we'll have votes. Um, people can bring in toys. Um, we'll have a video. Um, you know, we'll have a nice lunch, bring in some cakes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm bringing my Game Boy Colour. Bring in a Game Boy Colour, Tom. What are you bringing in? Uh, Stretch Armstrong. Stretch That's Armstrong. It. That's it. I'm going to bring. Um, I'm going to bring Ludo because I like a board game. <laughs> Ludo, you be that. I knew that I one. Could... <laughs> no, I couldn't think of anything because you said like a Stretch Armstrong. You said a Game Boy. Like I think when I went in on the last day of school, I used to take like wrestling figures and that. Yeah. To who would you have though? Well, who didn't I have, mate? Jake the Snake, Roberts, Legion of Doom. I had the original WWE ones, and then later oh, on, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I had them all. Nice. Mankind. Um, who else you want? Mark Bradshaw. Um, Mark Bradshaw. <laughs> I don't know if he's a wrestler. I'm trying to confuse him with someone else. There was a guy Mark, who had Mark Henry and Bradshaw. <laughs> Probably, but there was a guy who had. Um, it was like dressed like a judo man. Um, what was his name? He had like kendo sticks. Steve Blackman. Uh, that's who I was thinking of. I don't know why I got the name so wrong. <laughs> Close um, yeah, I had him. I had him as a figure, which is probably the nichest WWE wrestler I could think of at that point. Um, ben, have you enjoyed doing the podcast this season? What's been your favourite bit? 
Um, I, I just get to know you, boys. It's been a good laugh, isn't it? It's been a good crack. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice, Tom? Yeah, no, it's been a good season. Hope hope I get a contract for the second season. You know, I thought I'd bedded in relatively well. I think I got more to give. Um, but no, it's weird that still never met Ben Price. So in these strange um, times that we've had. Yeah. So um, just for, for all those sisters out there who are wondering, the retained list uh, for the VFTN <laughs> will be published um, a couple of weeks after the season ends. Uh, obviously, we're going through contract renegotiations now and all that kind of stuff, uh, meeting with agents. Um, it's a long process. Uh, the boys have been involved from, from day one. Uh, the retained list will be going out um, a couple of weeks, like I said, after the season's end. Um, that's it. That's it for another week. Um, ben, you excited about a four-day week? I am actually, yeah. Um, Big plans. I was knackered. I was knackered last week. Just works, new job, learning lots of new things, lots of new languages and insurance. It's all been very exciting. My head's been fried. So, yeah, a bit of time off's been nice. No, no plans. Play a bit, playing a lot of football. Football's back in Wales, so doing a football. lot of that. Tom, what about you? Gonna go to the driving range, and I'm gonna play some Pokemon Go because I'm getting fat and I need to start walking around again. Yeah, oh, go. I've heard about that new game. New game. <laughs> yeah. From 2016. Um, yeah. I don't have I don't have many plans this week. Thanks for asking. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Play, ben. <laughs> what you doing, mate? Can't play football. Pulled my groin yesterday, so I'm out of football for a for a week, couple of weeks. Um, gonna. I'm, I'm. I've got pints on Thursday. It's about it, really. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Good. Cool. Right, then, boys. <laughs> I'm going to go eat curry. See you in a bit. Right. Nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced fresh as can be craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. TN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>